Caution Spree, where Mr. Reason, Terror, B, and Darkness comes for you and me. Join us on a Slasher Spree. There's no place to hide, and soon you'll see. Siblings on a Slasher Spree. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Slasher Siblings. We have a very special episode for you today where we discuss all things Halloween. <laughs> How spooktacular. <laughs> it really is the most wonderful time of the year mm-hmm. and something we start planning for in like July, mm. which might sound crazy to some people, but those people are usually excited about Christmas in like September. So they get it. They're just a little misguided. No tea, no shade. <laughs> Didn't you determine this year when Halloween season actually begins? I recall being surprised, but filled with joy. <laughs> I did. I did. It's funny because I started Googling this so I would have something concrete to show Adam to say, like, here, this person says mm-hmm. I can start decorating on X day. <laughs> What I ended up stumbling on and what shall dictate the season for us every year going forward is that mm-hmm. Halloween season, specifically in the United States, starts on July 5th. Well, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. As we know, mm-hmm. July 4th is the American Independence Day. This is a huge retail holiday where they sell American-themed everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Halloween is the next huge commercial holiday, so they say that Halloween season starts the day after, on July 5th, when all the Independence Day stuff is pulled from the shelves and slowly gets replaced by Halloween. You hear that, Canada? <laughs> so if we're translating from American to Canadian, that means that our Halloween season would start on July 2nd, right? Right after Canada Day? Okay, well, while I can't find any literature to support that, I give it the sibling slash of approval. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) So next year, when you start decorating for Halloween on July 2nd and some weirdo says it's too early, you just send them our way or a link to this episode. Mm -hmm. And this is the type of mentality that inspired our trip to Buffalo in August. Which I think we discussed in a previous episode. Yes, we did. A buffaloween. Um, <laughs> I'm honestly jazzed how many times I get to bring that up. Yes. Uh, definitely an August tradition for us going forward now, I think. Oh, absolutely. We had such a good time. I think, though, going forward, we're going to add a night. Yes, I was so tired. I thought I was going to die. And we were like eating Wendy's chili in bed at. 10 p.m. and yeah, it was we just, it was a lot. We really marathon Halloween. Like we are like getting our steps in. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. The but yeah. <laughs> Before we get into uh the nitty-gritty of our personal Halloween experience from planning to setup to execution, I thought it'd be fun to dive into the rich and eerie history of Halloween. Uh, a holiday that's captivated imaginations for centuries now. You would be right. That Halloween has evolved from ancient rituals to the modern celebration we know and love today. Mm-hmm. So grab your favorite Halloween treat and join us for this spooky journey through time. Ooh, I need like a, a, a sound effect there. It's not like a bow, 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 bow moment. No, it's almost like a we need like a grandfather clock that chimes backwards. 
ding. But backwards. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how that changes the ding. <laughs> but let's get into it. So our story begins with the Celts and their uh, festival of Samhain. It marked the end of the harvest season and was believed to be a time where the veil between the living and the dead was at its thinnest. Samhain's traditions, like bonfires and disguising, have left a lasting imprint on Halloween. The Celts also carved terrifying faces into turnips. Turnips? Yeah, turnips. To ward off spirits. Cue the birth of the jack-o'-lantern. That's where we need a... a ba ba bow <laughs> turnips that's fun instead of a pumpkin maybe we should carve turnips next year and well no it's the irish moved past the turnips because they were so hard to carve and they got here oh. and were like pumpkins where have you been my whole halloween life got it got it okay so as christianity spread the church introduced all saints day or All Hallows Day on November 1st, and All Souls Day on November 2nd. Halloween, short for All Hallows Eve, developed as a precursor to these holy days. The influence of Christianity mingled with Celtic customs and souling and guising became common practices on Halloween. People would go door to door, singing prayers for the dead in exchange for food or dressed up to perform tricks for treats. So fun. Halloween arrived in North America with Irish immigrants, bringing their customs and a preference for pumpkins. Oh, see, now I yep. understand. Preference for pumpkins over turnips as they were much easier to carve. In the early 20th century, Halloween became a more community-centered celebration with parades and parties. Hmm. The post-World War II era witnessed the commercialization of Halloween, with candy companies obviously seizing the opportunity to make it sweet, and thus trick-or-treating tradition was, was born. Yeah, and before I move on, I do have to say I'm a little... What's the word? I don't know how to feel that the church, as well as corporate candy... Mm. really created the holiday that we are so obsessed with. And I don't think I ever really thought about mm. that before. But Well, now I'm thinking about it and I feel, I don't know how I feel. I know. It's a weird feeling. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Let's okay. not forget the costumes. <laughs> yes. So Halloween became a time for people of all ages to dress up as their favorite characters or creatures. Or through the eyes of the queer and trans community, it became an opportunity to express yourself and become on the outside how you felt on the inside without all those antiquated social stigmas. Don't get me started. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Okay. Uh, like the, the 20th century also saw the rise of spooky stories, horror movies, haunted houses, and just adding a, you know, thrilling dimension to Halloween. And those tales have really deepened our love for the holiday, offering thrills and chills that keep us coming back for more. Mm -hmm. Today, Halloween is a global phenomenon uh, celebrated with a mix of old and new traditions from pumpkin patches and corn mazes to elaborate costumes and extravagant decorations. It, it's really a time for communities to come together, for creativity to shine mm -hmm. and for the spooky and strange to take center stage. It, yes, and that is 
one of my one of my highlights of Halloween is is when I'm like outside with Cornelius and you know somebody walks by and they say, "Oh my God, your yard looks amazing," and you're like, "I know," and <laughs> it's just very nice. Like people are talking to each other and it's it's lovely. Uh, before we wrap up this very brief history. Let's not forget that Halloween has found its way into various cultures worldwide, each adding its unique spin on the holiday. Yeah, whether it's Mexico's Day of the Dead or China's Hungry Ghost Festival, Halloween has become a global celebration of life, death, and the supernatural. So thank you, ancestors, for making this holiday the event that fills our Black souls with childlike joy. Hmm, finger snaps. Finger snaps. So that feels like a good place to start uh, discussing our Halloween and what a Halloween it was this year, Randall. Uh, we, and by we, I mean you and Leo, really <laughs> stepped it up this year. Not only did you add an actual stage to the driveway to accommodate our setup this year, we also have another full-time and recurring, I hope, team member. Yes, uh, Leo's brother Norman joined us this year as not only a helping hand, and he was a huge helping hand, uh, but mm. as a main attraction and jump scarer. Yeah, welcome to the Boo Crew, Norm. It was such a pleasure to have him involved this year, and we'll go into more detail on that in a minute. But firstly, Kristen, tell us a little bit about your Halloween origins in Scarborough and how that evolved to the absolute public spectacle it has become. One of my favorite things is the memories that will pop up on Facebook. Uh, because mine and Leo's very first Halloween always pops up, and you can see... You can see, I mean, from the first Halloween to the most recent one in mm -hmm. chronological order, and you can just, like, <laughs> see the madness. Um, but anyway, so our first one, we had been dating for a couple years at, at that point. Leo was very anti-holiday, uh, and I always loved, like, we've always loved Halloween, always. right? We've always loved spooky things and, and whatever. We were broke we were both essentially jobless uh i was also still in school at that point mm -hmm. so i think we agreed to take 20 dollars to the dollar store that we could walk to which was down the road <laughs> that budget needed to include candy and decorations uh, and the picture speaks for itself it's just precious it's got like two little lines of caution tape uh leo dug out i don't know if it was his grandparents or like from his childhood or what it was but it was like this bin of <laughs> just really sad halloween decorations that had obviously been living in a bin for decades and not like in the fun like ooh, that's really scary way and like the, everything just dirty and anyways um i'll post it on social media because the it, it's sweet the picture is sweet it is it is sweet and it, it's almost unfathomable <laughs> to think that you guys took $20 and decorated your entire house for Halloween and <laughs> and that was that was that was, was it. it. I just can't <laughs> uh, we can't even blink between July and oh October God. without spending $20 so I don't Absolutely know how that not. was yeah. ever a thing. But it was and See? is stay in school kids. <laughs> so that you can afford to buy Halloween decorations? Is that I guess. I mean, my career ended up being nothing to do with what I went to school with, but 
I guess that's neither did Leo's, but let's it, it's another topic. Let's you carry on. Okay, and I will. <laughs> and I'm going to carry on by telling you how actually inspiring it is to see how far you've come in just a few short years. Mm-hmm. And it's even unsettling to think Ooh. about where we'll be in another five years. Financially, I don't really want to think about that. That's probably for the best because it might be time to buy the neighbor's property just for the on-site storage. Oh my God, it's for sale. I know. Brandon Brandon Grace, hook us up with a good deal on your house. Do you give a a slashing discount? Ah, but um, ching. But you know what? It's funny because that's probably the question I'm asked the most when I show people our like Halloween display walkthrough videos. Yep. Kristen, please take a moment and address this for everyone. Where do you keep all of this stuff? So I always tell people that we store things offsite, but I literally just found out like two days ago that Leo tells the truth, which I was really <laughs> surprised about. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of storage space in the house uh, and around the around the property. Leo is a Tetris master and we just we just pack it away note that we have cameras everywhere <laughs> yeah that's a good note and right? by I didn't packing know, I didn't it away know. well and i didn't know he was telling people the truth <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, telling... that seems i always tell people that we store it off site but yeah truth be told we do manage to find a way to get it all in the house but there are also things because our house is uniquely decorated we'll say yeah, there are things say. that stay out year round yeah you maybe pack away like 50 percent. the I other 50 percent is just ooh, home decor yeah or gets a santa hat and you know yeah right anyways. anyway but do you remember do you remember that time and i it, i think it was last year if i'm not mistaken that someone sent you that huge clown animatronic with like no note and no shipper oh, information jester yes Yes. I feel normal people would probably find that terrifying, but we were so excited. Oh and God. to this day, we still have no idea who sent it to you. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. And that shit is uh, not cheap. No. Uh, so if the mystery animatronic clown gifter is listening, thank you. Very generous. <laughs> and it stays up year round in our movie theater. So thank you. <laughs> not packed away. Well, now that we've got your Halloween origin Mm -hmm. story out of the way, let's discuss this year's display and what changed and or improved from last year. It's funny because every year, Leo and I, and and you, I'm going to say we, and that's going to include all of us. Uh, Every year, we think that we've got it figured out. We've got a good layout. Uh, Years to come, we will follow this layout and it will just be like a more seamless setup right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then through the year we come up with 400 more ideas and it it, it almost feels like you start fresh each year which i don't know if i hate or if i love i think it's a mixture of both yeah it's a mixed bag i do feel like this year this year may be the year where we have like that setup mm, and mm-hmm. we're i can't even 
get through the sentence without <laughs> I was gonna oh, say okay. yeah get through it seriously <laughs> we'll we'll revisit this in a few months so this year we had Norm join us which was an absolute joy he created and built the electric fence idea that I think we got it from Haunted Hollows maybe um yeah. I'm pretty sure that's that's where we had had seen it. So we sent Norm this like very short video and we're like, hey, can you help us? Because he's he's really good with kind of like building things and, and that sort of thing. So we're like, can you help us with this? And he's like, got it. So he goes out, buys a real machete, gets this uh, on marketplace picks up fencing from this person builds this whole like fence apparatus of sorts uh he he and leo did work on on that together but the, the machete was all him so he got this machete he got an old car battery he hooked up one end of the the car battery to the machete mm. and I guess like electrical taped it so that he didn't die while he was holding said machete. And then the mm. other end of the, the car battery went to the fence. Anyways, it's science. It's a thing. Every time he struck the fence, sparks would, would fly. It was just, it's just a, a really cool thing. It was um, another like chef's kiss idea mm, for sure. Mm -hmm. And executed beautifully norm. If you're listening, it was, it was beautiful. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and so Norm, great addition, sparking fence, fantastic. Leo also had the idea to bring one of his stages into the driveway and <laughs> so ridiculous and do the haunted tent that we normally do, but inside the stage. So we normally do, uh, I think it's like a 10 foot by 20 foot tent, like something yeah. you would like put up for like a picnic or something. Um, yeah decorate the tent scary scary so on and so forth um the stage though let me tell you <laughs> it was a game changer both mm -hmm. for the haunt itself and then in the in the preparation it gave the haunt itself such like a grand the vibe almost obnoxious presence like yeah. it it was but it was also so with the prep it was also great to be able to work away in there for two to three days prior uh, to Halloween because normally it's just like day before day of it's chaos it's so it was nice to be able to get in there before Halloween it was stable because we've had many years where like wind has just destroyed the tents like they're literally mm -hmm. they in the garbage because wind has just destroyed them so to have something stable and sound and dry we did put a heater in there but it didn't <laughs> didn't really make a difference but well and we had snow and hail <laughs> this year <sighs> yes, <laughs> yes we were setting up so yeah the stage was a game changer canada canada um for those of you that have seen the display irl which for the boomers is in real life yes thank you for keeping us hip with the lingo no problemo no problemo <laughs> <laughs> so painful um so i always play okay so we're we're everything set up we're like halloween day i always play the host to the experience so welcoming all of the freaks and creeps i hand out the candy bars which are 
full-size candy bars. We are that house. Mm-hmm. And just like provide some guidance and direction on where to go, how to get through the the stage this year normally tent um i also control the entrance smoke machine which leo will kill me for calling it a smoke machine uh technically they are called vesuvios oh Uh, yes (laughs) uh which we vesuviate so they're, they're like i don't know how to describe them like industrial air powered fog machines yeah. <laughs> so they have lights and when you activate them they like shoot smoke like aggressively upwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not describing this properly, but very impactful and it just I feel like it really like those pieces really set us apart from even like some of the really really fantastic neighborhood haunts that are out there. Yeah, agreed. So Randy as a theater kid who loves traumatizing children uh tell us what the experience is like for you to do to do our haunts with us honestly it's a whole mashup of emotions and you're right i do really enjoy scaring the screams and tears out of children Mm -hmm. uh it's a bit of a a life force for me (laughs) if you will Uh, up until this year i was basically the main jump scare of the experience really the only jump scare right or yeah or the star if you have to put a label on it (laughs) (laughs) i love getting into character and feeling out the environment once i'm in there the jump scare is something you can like have an idea about before but until you're in it and trying it out you can't really know for sure what you're going to settle on or what's actually going to work in practice. So I've been learning different techniques every year because the scene I'm in is typically different, which is a great challenge for artists like myself. Is there an eye roll sound effect? Does eye rolling (laughs) have a sound effect? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. I know. (laughs) I know how difficult it can be to be surrounded by talented, attractive people. The hate is going to seep in eventually. (laughs) So this year I was given the character of a circus clown butcher shop owner. Mm -hmm. A bit of a, like a horror scene mashup, if you will. Yeah. After determining my character's motivations and origin story, I was able to immerse myself in that scene and truly terrify the unlucky souls who came through. I even made one woman, and yes, I said woman, grown-ass woman, pee herself. <laughs> full full waterworks. <laughs> I like that. Um, but I, I know I am already going to regret asking you this question. But do you want to tell everybody what your origin story was and the motivation was for this character? Oh, well, how kind of you to ask. Let's let's paint a picture. Okay. 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 Come with me on a journey. The year is 1937. (laughs) And my mother, Lulu Sparkle, is part of a circus troupe traveling across Canada, naturally. Uh, At one stop in Alberta, she meets a man named Vincent Walters III, and they fall in love. Oh. Right? She has never had one place to call home and was envious of Vincent's stability and success, while Vincent had never met anyone as free and unencumbered as Lulu. So they were were destined for a happy life together. Navi. She became pregnant and decided she wanted to leave the circus for a more <gasps> simple... 
I know the gasp, but she wanted that more simple life with Vincent, right? When she gave her notice to the clown council, they were outraged. For you see, back in the late 1930s, you weren't allowed to date or fraternize with anyone outside of your circus troupe. It was just mm-hmm. in extremely bad taste to do so. You know mm-hmm. what the 30s were like. Mm-hmm. But Lulu didn't care. No, ma'am. She was going to be with Vincent no matter what the council said. And she was actually able to escape for some time. But what she didn't expect was for what started as outrage turned to murder. Bum, 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 bum. Thank you. Shortly after giving birth to a beautiful baby boy named Bobo, the clown council tracked Lulu and Vincent down and brutally murdered Lulu in cold blood. Vincent, (laughs) right? Vincent naturally had a complete Mm -hmm. mental break and started dragging clowns from the troop back to his butcher shop to murder and dispose of, as a jilted lover does. Yes. He was eventually caught and executed for his crimes, leaving poor baby Bobo in the Mm. poster system. Bobo. Poor Bobo. When he came of age, though, he was able to inherit his father's shop and picked up right where he had left off, murdering and eating any clown or circus entertainer who crossed his path. And I think Bobo did his father proud this Halloween night. (laughs) That was a lot. Um, That was a lot. Uh, And just as dramatic and insane as our listeners probably have come to expect i i'm struggling with a segue <laughs> oh i could i could tell you bobo's favorite joke good lord okay go why don't cannibals eat clowns why because they taste funny um <laughs> <laughs> yeah oof i'd also like to, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like <laughs> Not even bother to segue. I'm just going to Just plow past it. Plow past it. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to shout out my husband, Leo, for doing all that he does and just for being him. He's great. We would never be able to pull off the Halloween extravaganza without him. Extravaganza! And I know I speak for both of the siblings when I say thank you. Thank you. I want Thank like you. a crowd applause sound oh, that, here. Oh yeah, but don't do it. Okay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> You're crazy and definitely did not need to fly an array system. No ma'am. But you did. And I mean, obviously, we love you for it because mm. it was perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it really was. And I think the question on everyone's mind now is, what's next? Do we have ideas, concepts, anything brewing for next year? Yes. Yeah, of course, that was a stupid question. (laughs) Yes. And so we weren't (laughs) able to make the swamp effect that uh, we had talked about in one of our other episodes work this year, because I I guess I ordered the wrong laser. There's, There's many lasers i guess i know um and ultimately we really just ran out of time Mm. um i also so this was like a bone to pick um i noticed this year more than ever or any other year that 
I would say 90% of people did not look at a single thing between me and the entrance of the stage, which Wait, if, what? I know, which if you didn't like, if you haven't seen the video or don't care and won't watch it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at like the very beginning of, of like the yard. Right. And then you walk through, we have a pretty big front yard. You walk through the front yard, which is all decked out. You walk down the stairs, uh, past Norm, who's doing the electric fence and up the stairs into the stage. Um, yeah, no, like it, it was like they were hyper focused on like just getting to the ginormous stage. Um, and we spent hours, hours decking out the front yard like we always do. Um, and yeah, it just felt like it was entirely lost on people. So I don't know if maybe next year we like tent right away so it feels like you're like entering a haunted house immediately and just start looking right away. I, I don't know I don't know but I was I was I actually I don't know if you could hear me in the tent but or in the in the stage I actually started telling people like yes have a look appreciate everything before you like it's like part of my spiel because I'm like damn it I worked really hard on this. Literally no well, one's yeah. looking at it. And it seems like also insane to me because especially in like the witch's doll area, you used all of your actual oddities I in know. the display. Like these were not Halloween decorations. No. This was full like Halloween mm. museum yeah. type of stuff. And I am absolutely no flabbergasted. Yeah. That no one, and see, I miss a lot of this being in, in the tent or the stage, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't yeah. know, but. Holy moly, that's insane. I know. I know. So we will we will work that out uh closer to you. But yeah, obviously wheels are turning and ideas are happening. Oh, well, I mean, amazing. I cannot wait for next year, even though I am still exhausted from that entire week. Oh my god. Just uh <laughs> Even like having it off from work, which you didn't even have. I at least had it off from work, but just, just exhausting, exhausting, but mm -hmm. totally worth it. Yep. Um, so as the coffin closes on our sixth episode and first chapter, <gasps> we're done our first chapter. Oh, we um, did it. And we'd like to thank everyone who keeps coming back to listen every week. And we look forward to doing another full month of reviews and such when the season befalls us upon 2024, which, yeah, what, what so July 2nd? July 2nd. Is that what we agreed on? <laughs> hmm. And that said, too, we're not going anywhere. So mm. chapter two of this podcast will feature the origin story and histories of all of our favorite things. Yes, we'll be discussing everything from the history of horror in film to ghosts to forensics to serial killers. Uh, if you like history, weird, interesting topics, or you just enjoy the slasher siblings doing what they do. What is that exactly? I don't know. But stay tuned. <laughs> I do speak with confidence, <laughs> with perhaps a sprinkle of delusion, when I say you will not be disappointed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So this has been Kristen. And Randy. Slashing our way into your hearts. And nightmares. Happy haunting. Bye, witches. 